Welcome to the Mind Muscle Connection Podcast, a show that is dedicated to educating you on applying science-based training, nutrition, and mindset strategies from some of the top minds in the industry to help you build a leaner, stronger, and more confident self. I'm your host, Jeff Hain. Let's dive in. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Mind Muscle Connection podcast. Today is a solo episode and I want to dive into the topic of diet breaks. But before I do that, I just want to go over a few ways you can help support the podcast. So first, if you found this podcast to be helpful in any way, if you could leave a rating and review and that will help more people find this podcast. Next, you can follow me on Instagram, Jeff, H-O-E-H-N underscore, and that's where I'm the most active on social media. And then lastly, I have my one-on-one online coaching service. And with that, I help you lose body fat and build muscle with my strategic dieting and training methods. We look at things like your lifestyle and biofeedback to individualize your training and nutrition program to you and your specific needs. There's also at least one to two bottlenecks outside of the training and nutrition protocol uh, that we find that are keeping you from seeing the results that you want to see. So if you're interested in finding out more, you can fill out the link in the show notes or reach out to me on Instagram and we can uh, continue that conversation. So with that out of the way, let's dive into today's topic. So what I want to talk about are diet breaks, right? Um, Myths, truths, and plus when slash how I use them with clients. You know, there's been a lot of hype around diet breaks. And so, you know, I think it can get brought up as like this magical fat loss tool, or maybe this just thing that you just aren't doing that you you must do. But, you know, the good news is that there has been a lot more research that has come out on diet breaks in the last few years because of the hype around it, right? You know, diet breaks do have some merit to them, but they aren't magic. And so let's go, you know, let's dive into uh, these things, right? So I want to start with what are they? Okay. So diet breaks are one to two weeks or more during a fat loss phase where you bring your overall calorie intake closer to your maintenance level calories, right? So you're in a deficit during the fat loss phase. During a diet break, we're bringing those calories closer to your maintenance. In the research, uh, diet breaks are typically about one to two weeks. So in the studies that they've done this on, that's that's what it's been. You know, a diet break, so so again, in the research, that's where it's going to show up. So when you see people talk about the research on it, that's typically what it's going to look like. A diet break could also be used and this is my example of this interchangeably with a maintenance phase, which would be two weeks or more. Okay. So, you know, we could use a diet break as this kind of short-term thing of one to two weeks that we use, but we could also use a diet break as quote unquote, like a maintenance phase where it's an eight to 12 week diet break in between two fat loss phases, right? You have somebody that's been dieting for 12 to 16 weeks or more getting a little fatigued. Hey, let's take, you know, let's maintain this weight. Now let's practice maintaining it drop off from this diet fatigue over these next eight to 12 weeks. And then we go into a back into a fat loss phase, right? Or it can just be, Hey, we're in, we're in a fat loss phase. You have something come up in the next couple of weeks and, or you have like a trip or something like that. Hey, let's take a one to two week uh, diet break um, during that period of time. Right? So again, those are two examples of, of how we would use that. So let's go over some myths. So there's a myth, um, you know, it's it, people think that it's this magic fat loss tool, right? So at least that was kind of the thought uh, originally before they started doing a little bit more research here. And, you know, they, they don't speed up fat loss, unfortunately. Okay. So like you would have somebody that would you know, either have like a refeed day or a week where they were at maintenance. And then all of a sudden like their weight would just like, you know, maybe their weight would come off the week when they got back. Right. So then it's like, Oh man, that's Holy crap. That's what I need. I just needed to eat more. That was the biggest thing. Um, and so again, sometimes when a client has been in a deficit for a while, their body retains water weight from stress. Okay. So, uh, you know, just dieting for fat loss, like that's a stressor on the body. Okay. Um, plus maybe you have other stress going on. And so, you know, your body, 
may hang on to some water. You might have a little bit more inflammation around, et cetera. So you increase, you know, during these one to two weeks for these diet breaks, you increase calories. And in some situations it lowers stress and then that water weight comes off. Okay. So then it's just like, you kind of get that wish effect where it's like, you know, you've been pushing hard. It's been really, the fat loss diet's been tough. You add a little bit of calories in and then all of a sudden now you lose a bunch of weight. Oh, that's what I just needed to eat more. And again, it's not because you ate more that you drop body fat or weight, right? Again, we're talking weight here. We're not talking actually body fat because you won't lose the body fat. You'll just drop weight, you know, again, that lowers stress. And then because of that, you're the, all that extra uh, water weight comes off. And, and now it appears that you lost because of that, but it was just partly because of the, the stress aspect of it. Right. Or again, I've talked about this multiple times too. Another thing that could happen in this situation is you could be eating, you know, you're, trying to go so low calorie and just adherence is super challenging. So like you, and, and you're hungrier and whatnot. And and so you think that you're eating these, you think you're eating whatever amount of calories you need to be eating. Let's say it's 1800, but really you're actually getting like 2100 because you're eating a little bit more throughout the day that you don't know. Your serving sizes are a little bit higher. You added a little bit extra condiments on a few things, right? So it's like, you feel like you're eating uh, 1800, but you're actually eating 2100 and then you actually tell somebody to go and eat a little bit more. And then, you know, they're actually, um, you know, they can stick to that amount. Right. So it could be an adherence thing, um, as, as well too. The other kind of myth on it is you can eat as much as you want on these diet breaks. Right. So some people think a diet break means they can do whatever they want, but this is not advisable in most cases. Okay. So we don't just want to, Oh, Hey, it's a diet break. Cool. That means I can just go have three pizzas. I can just drink as much as I want. I can have like, again, you don't want to do that. That's, not what the diet breaks intended to do. It's not like these calories are just, they don't count. They still do. It's just, we're letting you have a little, you're, you're, you're getting to have a little bit more. And, um, but we still want to make sure we monitor that and we don't go crazy with it. Now, obviously you can, but just realize that, you know, obviously the, the further over you go with it, you know, it is going to start to add up. So it, it, this isn't a, a recipe for just eating anything and everything, because part of it too, is, you know, you could be in the middle of the fat loss phase or just coming off of one you're going to be at an increase, increased risk of overeating. You're going to be hungry. Food's going to taste way better. So you do want to make sure you still, you don't use this for as an excuse to just eat anything and everything. Uh, the next, the next kind of myth around it is it will decrease metabolic adaptation. Um, there was some hope that it would decrease metabolic adaptation, but this unfortunately isn't the case. So like, uh, again, if you would take a diet break, it's like, oh, you're Again, because now you're eating more for a week or two, it's going to speed up your metabolism. And again, it's going to lower metabolic adaptations effects on, on, on fat loss. But again, that's not the case. It's really dependent on, you know, where your body fat is at and the current energy uh, intake that you have. So it's like, you know, you have to do this for a longer period of time in order for your body to adapt back to, to where it was initially. Right. Um, but it's not going to like take away, like, again, your body's going to adapt how it's going to adapt. And so, um, again, if you're you know, some people just genetically have metabolisms that adapt a little bit more to fat loss. If you eat at maintenance for a week or two, you know, maybe that, that will slow down metabolic adaptation. But once you go right back to eating at a calorie deficit, that's going to come right back, right? So um, it's not going to be something that you can get a, you can get around metabolic adaptation by, by implementing diet breaks. So those are some myths around it. Um, let's go over some truths. So they may help reduce diet fatigue. Okay. Um, you know, diet breaks have been shown to lower some side effects of diet fatigue, things like hunger and the propensity to and slash desire to overeat. So, uh, you know, if you're 
at the point of a fat loss phase where man, it just it just everything's grind like you just feel like you're grinding. It's just kind of dragging yourself along. Like this is where you can implement a diet break for a week or two, okay? And they they have been shown in the research to help with diet fatigue and potentially lower hunger um, over over long time longer time frames. Um, so that can be where they help out, right? And this can help adherence over the long run. Whereas you take somebody who's like, oh, you know, if they think of fat loss is just this linear process. You know, they don't they don't implement diet breaks, things like that. Adherence is going to be tough long term. You know, to, to have to live like that all the time, it's going to add up eventually, right? So again, this can be a strategy to help you adhere long term. Where you know, let's say you have a eighteen to twenty four week fat loss phase, rather than just you know six months out of the, six months straight, you're just dieting. It's like, hey, maybe we have a week or two in there where we bring you back up to maintenance, um, and now that makes that you know twenty four weeks a little bit more uh, manageable. Which, you know, you could argue, oh, well, isn't that going to slow down because you're going to be at maintenance for, yes. But at the same time, if you're struggling with adherence um, because you can't stick with it, it's like that's going to slow things down as well too. So yeah, in theory, it will slow you down. But, you know, we're only thinking like people are only thinking from a number standpoint when we, you know, we're human beings, we have thoughts and um, feelings and things like that. And and we have to make sure that we take that into uh, consideration um, as well too. So truth uh, like we talked about, they do not improve fat loss. Um, unfortunately, based on the research, they do not improve fat loss compared to a continuous approach. But as mentioned in the last point, uh, they can help long-term adherence by decreasing diet fatigue. So they're not going to speed up fat loss in any any way. Um, you know, it's not like it's going to be this magic fat burner where it's like, oh, you know what, we got more food, so now we're going to increase fat loss uh, even more. Now at this point, again, that doesn't. If you really think about it, that that wouldn't make sense that way that that it would do that. So there's no physiological benefits of it. Maybe very small ones, but mostly no nothing physiolo- physiological from like a fat loss standpoint. But um, psychological, it can really help for the reasons that I talked about before. So um, again, these, this is going to be more from like a, uh, you know, just think of it as like, you know, when you, when you go to work for during the week, it's like you have two days to kind of refresh. It's almost the, the same thing, right? If you work seven days a week, every single week, you'd get so burnt out. Right. So same kind of concept here with, with dieting for fat loss. Another truth, you get extra flexibility, but you still need to monitor your intake. So like I talked about, we can't, this can't just be the diet break. Can't just be something where you just kind of wing it and Hey, it is, I'm going to do whatever I want this week. Like it, it's not a free ticket to just doing whatever you want. You you get more flexibility, but it's it's wise to have a plan in place to make sure you don't overconsume calories. So maybe you do still track during that week, maybe you don't, but you still want to have something that you monitor what you're doing. You don't just want to wing it um, during these during these weeks. Uh, again, maybe you know it's going to depend on what you have going on. Um, you know, maybe some clients we are going to have them track. Maybe some clients we do back off tracking for that week. It, it depends on where you're at. You know, if you have a client that. Or if I have a client that like, they're just kind of burnt out on tracking, it's like, okay, well, that might be the strategy that we take for this week. Um, but again, we still need to have some some strategy set up to where you don't overconsume calories. So are we just making, are we just trying to hit a protein goal? Are we still sticking with how many meals we're having? Are we going to stick with the same foods? We're just increasing the serving sizes of it, of it right? You know, there's still things that we need to have in place here to make sure that uh, the client doesn't go um, overboard with it during the during the diet break weeks. Okay. So when do I use them with clients? If a client has a trip during their fat loss phase. So again, you have an 18 to 24 week diet phase. Maybe it's shorter than that. It just depends on the person. But typically what, you know, when people come to me, they're just like, oh, wow, I can have a week where I just kind of don't focus on like dieting. That's, that's amazing. Right. Cause most people will just diet straight through, right. It's like, oh, I have a trip going on. Well, you know, they're, they're the, they're the person at the, at the beach. That's like, oh, I can't have anything. Cause I'm dieting. I'm, 
you know, whatever it may be, like whatever that, whatever they're doing during that period of time, that's not fun, right? No, nobody wants to be that person. That's not fun. Uh, so, you know, we might use a diet break during a, in the middle of a fat loss phase, if they have uh, like a, a trip. So basically what would happen here is if a client has a trip during their fat loss phase, having a week with a higher calorie intake can be very helpful. Uh, plus you may get some reductions in diet fatigue, right? So not only are you get a little bit of a higher calorie intake, which is going to be good from a adherence standpoint, and um, you're going to be able to enjoy the trip much more, but you're also going to get a reduction in diet fatigue with that because you're, you know, mentally taking a break from fat loss dieting and, and physiologically you're taking a break too, right? You're giving your body a week there where it's like, well, okay, well, we don't have to continue to get rid of, you know, body fat or whatever it may be. And a lot of times this will be two weeks. So I've talked about this on a Q and a recently, but one week before the trip, we'll, we'll do it. So if the trip's coming up, it's the week before we'll increase their calories to maintenance to help lower hunger and to just give them a general idea of where they need to be when they're gone, right? Rather than, oh, okay, you have a trip next week. All right, well, we're going to diet the day up to it. And then you're going to go and you're going to um, take a diet break, right? Well, at that point, it's like they still, they, they're probably still super hungry. They don't really know where they need to be at from a food standpoint. Whereas if we have this week ahead of time where we do this, all those things are much better and they're more likely to adhere to that while they're gone. Um, and then again, the second week obviously comes on their trip. And, and again, here's the thing. It doesn't have to just be two weeks. It can be three weeks. It can be four weeks. So you could do two weeks before you you head out on your trip. You could do three weeks before you head out on your trip. And then once you're done with the trip, then you get back to dieting. Or you could do you know, two weeks before, one week during, and then a week after, and then you get back into it. You have a lot of options here. We're not confined. To, it has to be one to two weeks. And again, this is where I think having a coach can be helpful because you you understand these, like you learn that you can utilize these, th these things and it's like, oh, well, the research says diet breaks are one to two weeks. So I have to do one to two weeks. If I go over, I'm going to be screwing things up. And it's, it, again, that's not the case. And so I think having a coach to help you work through these things can be great for you. And then you can obviously utilize these things in the future. But again, exactly how exactly we do that, it's going to be a case by case basis. So when else are we going to use it? Uh, when a client feels very run down from fat loss dieting, if a client wants to lose a little more fat, but is just run down or they have had a week or two with a lot going on, then we implement, we may implement a diet break. So again, if a client is like, say they're in week eight and they wanted to fat loss diet for 12 to 16 weeks. And it's like, they still have more body fat to lose, but they're just feeling super run down. Maybe they just had a lot going on the last week. So they're feeling run down from that. Hey, this is going to be a great week to let's just increase our caloric intake for a little bit this week. So that way we can have a good last half of this uh, fat loss phase. Um, and you're going to be more motivated, right? I think a good thing here is if you if you do a diet break and you're coming back and you're like, man, I'm ready to fat loss diet again. Like that's a good sign. Um, I think I think on the other end, if it's like, you're just like, oh, I don't want to do this anymore. You know that obviously you have to work through that, but that's going to make things a little bit more um, challenging long-term. So in this particular case, we may, we may have to bring a client out of a fat loss phase for a longer period of time and do a building phase or a maintenance phase, right? So, you know, if they're just so run down, they're like, man, I just can't do this anymore. There's, you know, I, I need a break. Um, again, it depends, it depends on where the client's at, but you know, we could take a longer term diet break where it's more than, you know one to four weeks. It could be again, you know, eight weeks, 12 weeks, maybe even longer. It just depends on, on where they're at. But again, we'll, we'll use this when a client's feeling that way. Um, I think the big things are like, again, you're feeling run down. Maybe you had a tough week the week before, or maybe you have, you're not necessarily going on a trip, but you have a lot going on the next week where it's like, Hey, you know, I'm stressed. I got a lot going on next week. Okay. Hey, you know what? Let's take a diet break uh, for next week. So those would be when we would use them um, with clients. So how do we use them? So basically, I will increase a, cal a client's calorie intake to their maintenance, which 
when a client starts with me, we're figuring out what that is, right? That's kind of like their home base. So we're figuring out what it is. So we have a general idea of where their maintenance is at. So we can always come back to that when and if we need to. Um, so again, that's what we're going to do. We're going to get to your maintenance um, somewhere around there, right? We know maintenance isn't an exact number. It's probably a range. So we're going to just get within this ballpark there for that. And so I'm going to increase food mostly through carbohydrates, maybe some fats. It's really dependent on the client uh, and, and, and what they enjoy and again, where they're at. But most of the time it's going to be through carbohydrates, maybe a little bit of fat, but protein usually stays the same unless clients enjoy eating more protein. So if someone's like, oh, I really want to eat more protein. Well, hey, by all means, let's go ahead and do that. Let's add some of these calories through protein um, instead of carbs and fats. But most people, they they want to eat carbs and fat. So we'll, we'll increase through carbohydrates and, and fat uh, for those calories, right? The food increases ideally will come through the same foods they have been eating instead of adding in all uh, tasty type of food, right? So it's, you know, this is, again, goes back to, we don't just want to, oh, oh, I, okay, I, I can add in carbohydrates. All right, well, now time, I'm going to have four pizzas. I'm going to have cookies. I'm going to have cake. It's like, okay. We need to we need to be careful with that. We still, you know, whatever you've been eating, you just want to increase a little bit more of it, right? So if you're having, I'm going to go with the most basic boring meal, chicken, broccoli, rice, you know, maybe you're going to increase instead of a half cup of rice, you're doing a full cup of rice, right? So we're just increasing through that, not, oh, I'm going to add in, you know, a donut to the meal. Um, you can do that, but just realize, you know, that that is going to be tough for you to to manage and moderate that food because you're in the state of, you know, being super hungry, run down. I mean, that stuff's just going to taste fantastic. So you can add that in, but just realize there's some potential trade-offs of doing it that way. So just to sum all this up, and, and then again, after that week, we'll drop their calories back down to their, to their deficit where it was at. And then we'll drop via, um, you know, carbs and fats, whatever we added in, we'll, we'll probably drop back down, but we're not, we're not changing protein around. So summary, there's no magic benefit, no magic fat loss benefit to diet breaks, but they can be great to help lower diet fatigue for some people. Um, it all comes down to what works best for you. So again, they're not going to, this is an automatic thing that's going to work for everyone, but it, it, in the research, it's been shown to be helpful uh, from a adherence standpoint and dropping things like diet fatigue. But if you have trouble sticking with fat loss phase for more than four to eight weeks at a time, whether you feel worn down or have a high propensity to overeat, a diet break could be something to test out. So if you're continuing to run into this, this issue where it's like four to eight weeks in and man, I just, every time I get there, it's like, I, I feel like I need to, I, I, I just fall off and then the, everything just falls off the wagon, right? So it's like, okay, well, instead of continuing to do that, over and over again, maybe you take a diet break where you eat a little bit more food for a week and then come back on, right? Again, people think of fat loss as a super linear process, but we can implement some of these periods of time and and that can be helpful, right? Because I think a lot of times it comes down to people think they're failures, they can't stick with it. And then, you know, that leads to many other issues uh, down the line. And then it's like, you know what, screw it. I'm not, I'm never going to be able to do this. But again, there's nothing wrong with adding this in. Now, one thing I will say on that is if you do continuously diet for four to eight weeks and you, you, every time you do that, you feel like you need to, you know, quote unquote, cheat on your plan. You may want to look at your methods as well too, right? Are you cutting too many calories initially? Like I would definitely look at that too, and not just use the diet break for that. Like you might be just decreasing your calories a little bit too much um, off the bat uh, and, and whatnot. So definitely check your methods as well too on that. I think that's important. So hopefully this was helpful on diet breaks and it gave you guys a idea of, you know, when to use them, how to use them. Um, you know, the myths, the truths around them. So hopefully this was helpful. If you have any questions on this topic, reach out. I'd love to help. I'll talk to you guys soon. Thank you for listening. If you want more free content like this, follow me on Instagram at jeffh91 underscore or visit jhhealth.net.
See you next time.